Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels. Thanks for listening to the Middle of Somewhere podcast. I uh, just wanted to say thanks also because I, when I when we agreed to do this, I always thought, well, it's going to be a little deal, and it's we're you know all these other podcasts they have people making memes and shit, and it's uh, I was nervous about uh, that never happening. And man, do people message with callbacks and refer to our episodes. It's fantastic. This has been the most grandpa-related intro ever. You, it sounded like you were just piecing words together that other people have said. Memes and callbacks and... No, that's uh, what I meant. People have been really involved and we love it. And I don't know why I attacked you. I've been on edge since I walked in and I'm sorry. Well, that's fine. Okay. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels. Across from me is... Uh, Don't do it. Just sigh. Hello everyone. And then in the corner is Hey Bale. Hey Bales! Who looks like he combed his hair like just slightly different enough this week that that Pinocchio comment bothered him. I do know. <laughs> I do know that when he just took a drink from that LaCroix can... Yeah. Uh... That was because he was uncomfortable. Yes. I don't think he likes it when we both put eyes on him. It's almost like when you see a kid that's public speaking and they grab the outsides of their pants on their thigh and twist it. Yes. That's a big one. Yeah. And you had the same face, hey, Bills, as those kids, but you just went for the LaCroix can because it's almost like, a. I don't fucking care about you guys. They'll take a drink. <laughs> and then that was yeah, what it was it, like. Well, yeah. No shit. Sigh. You know, I read people. Easy. I read people for a living. Chad carries himself like he's like the central theme character on a TNT drama. <laughs> I'm the reader. I don't know what that means. You know exactly what that means. I don't watch TNT. It's the same shit. It's all the same the shit. The TNT is the Nashville Network. I think that's, that's TNN. TNN. I think that's TNN. And that Does, doesn't. Dude, hold on. Does network start with T? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if somebody said that to you, how mean you would be to them? If they I said, wouldn't have even heard it. <laughs> I don't listen. I'm a horrible listener. I'm very aware of that. I, what? <laughs> I had to... Uh, remember uh, weeks ago when we talked about me having to get a colonoscopy? Yeah. I finally got it. And? On Friday. Colon's good. You remember you're like, awesome colon, don't come back till you're 50. Same sure. deal. I'm oh, in great. good shape. Uh, what I will... Have you had softer gas? I know we're not like a poop show, but yeah. you're, we're talking about it. Post colonoscopy. Has it been more like a like a sigh than a like S I G H? Yeah. Or are you like trying to brand my? Farts? I'm not trying to brand them at all. I'm just saying, like, has it been more like a? I honestly, I have no idea. Lucy Goosey is what I'm getting. At. No, it's been pretty normal. Okay. Everything's been normal since. So I get the colonoscopy. Okay. A couple things. One, the doctor was younger than me, and that's a bummer. Like. That is, <laughs> I'm not an old guy, but to be 34 and have a younger than you doctor looking inside your comedian asshole, you really feel like you failed at life. Um, and then the nurse told me, cause they put me on fentanyl, uh, which zaps you, but I was, I was lucid. Like I remember like seeing the screen. So I wasn't like 
out, but I don't remember everything I said. And the nurse told me afterwards that I kept repeatedly asking the doctor to pretend that the camera was the magic school bus and that he was the driver and talk to me about my colon that way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you gross me out on a level. And I don't mean gross like talking about shit. I mean, just the way your mind thinks. Oh, man. I had no idea that it did it. Tell me I'm pretty, daddy. (laughs) The other thing that happened is so then they put you in a recovery room and my brother Greg was there with me because he was... Question. Yeah. Did they tell you, hey, everything went great and you didn't even shit anywhere? They didn't mention that second part, but they did say everything went great. Okay. Because even if they mention that second part, they're lying. Ugh. I didn't... Ugh. So I'm in the recovery room and my brother's there and I am like, the fentanyl has me pretty loopy and all you have on is your gown, no clothes underneath it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to change into my clothes. That's what I think I'm doing. So I go to take my gown off and now I'm just naked and I look up and Greg's taking pictures of me (laughs) because we have a rule in our, it's an unwritten rule between my brother, my nephew and I, it's that like. We're all trying to blackmail each other. Yeah. Like Greg and Ethan and I's relationship, we're like a bunch of corporate lawyers that know at some point down the line, we are going to need something to hold over the other person. Like Greg wanted to name his, if the baby was a boy, he wanted to name it Cyril or Cy. And I like, if you name, you might as well bury me right now. There's no way that I'm alive when that kid's an adult, if you name it after me. So I need some shit to hold over Greg. Yeah. Like one of the main things I have over Greg is he does this amazingly funny thing where anytime like a backwards person is on the news on TV, like if they interview somebody at a straight rights rally or something, they go, next thing you know, they're marrying the cats and dogs. Greg will spend like an hour very seriously agreeing with that person as a bit. He'll just be like, I I think that's totally right. I don't want to go to some fucking wedding with a gecko and a guy. Like, I'm not going to that shit. And so I've just started, like, turning my phone recorder on. So I just have all these, like, horrible conversations against Greg. So that's why he's taking the picture. He's like, I'm going to get, I'm going to have blackmail oversight. My sister and I, just very quickly, my sister and I love each other. So we don't, we don't do any of that stuff. But anyways, keep going. The nurse walked in. Yeah. And did like a double take where I think she didn't know I was going to be naked because I don't even know if my clothes were in there. I just thought this is where you change back into your clothes. <laughs> and she like had a hitch in her voice where she goes, she walks in, she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. Ah! Like, because she must have saw me and then saw Greg taking pictures. <laughs> just a f- weird photo shoot. There's no way that she didn't go back to that doctor like, hey, I have bad news. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that colonoscopy was just some fucked up version of foreplay for that guy. And he was like, I don't know what foreplay is. I'm only 12. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't cover that in medical school. Have you ever seen the guy that uh, is real drunk? He's on the Internet. It's a bunch of, I think, I think Russian guys. Okay. And he's trying to put on a sweatshirt, and he's trying to get the sweatshirt, his head hole, over his head, but they're sweatpants, <laughs> and so there isn't one. And I laughed for three straight minutes, and hard. 
Like people were looking at me and I couldn't breathe because I would look at them and they'd give me a weird look and then I'd start laughing. I'm telling you, if you're listening, you should look this up. I don't know how, even how you'd find it. Hey, Bales will find it before the end of the show and okay. we'll tell you what it was. Great. I, the, I laughed a lot this week. As a, uh, Let's follow up to a previous show. I know we were supposed to, we picked town festivals last yep. week. And people were supposed to message us town uh -huh. festivals, and they messaged a lot. Yes. And that's what I was planning on bringing to you today, was okay. like, hey, do any of these interest you? Um, and then I got sidetracked, because do you remember last week uh, I talked to you about that clown in the town of 300 people? Yes. And I said... With the parade. With the parade. Yes. And I said, why would you ever be a clown in a town of 300 people? Uh, well, it turns out he has a day job. Mm -hmm. And I learned that because my brother Jess sent me a newspaper article about him. <laughs> and hey, Bales, I need you to buckle the fuck up because this is the title of the article in the echopress.com about this human man. Funeral director says clown life not as different as you might think. <laughs> fuck you, this guy... He's 56 year old. He he owns three funeral homes. He by the way, he's rich that means. He's rich. Filthy rich. The richest people I know of are funeral home directors. That's true. And he's clowning. And this this article it this might be the whole show and I'm sorry for that. But this <laughs> Should I leave? Can I go? You can go. Okay. I'm just going to tell Hay Bales about it. And okay. if you want to be a part of it, that's fine. He's been, he's been a clown. His time, this is directly from the article, his time as a clown exceeds his time as a funeral director by more than 10 years. He's been a clown for 43 <laughs> and only a funeral director for 31. And then like... So hold on. I mean, do you think... That's because for 10 years he was hiding bodies and dressing them. And he's like, I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> I'm pretty good at dressing bodies. <laughs> he, he, the amount of, like, let's set aside the fact that we both already understand that this is an alarming combination of professions. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. That that should be. You would think that would be the whole discussion. Like, what the fuck? You're a clown and a funeral home director. The end. Imagine walking into a funeral home to ask after you've br you've brought a family member there, and you get there and you walk into a room where maybe you shouldn't have, and there is a fucking clown standing over your grandma. Because he was like I, in a pinch and he couldn't. He yeah. had to, he's like, I got a parade right <laughs> after this. I challenge you to hold the piss in your body <laughs> if that happens. He, he said there's a lot of similarities between his two professions. Yikes. Uh, he likes to bring joy to people as a clown and you make people feel good in both situations and you make people feel better in both situations. And all I can, all I can think of is like the ways he would do that given his experience as a clown. It's just like, it's like at your grandpa's funeral and they're about to play Amazing Grace. And then like, there's like a record scratch, like, and then you just hear, and then all these little clowns climb out of your grandpa's coffin. 
Or like he goes to your crying grandma and he gives her a handkerchief, but then she just keeps pulling handkerchiefs from his sleeve. <laughs> he's juggling and you're like, what are you juggling? Well, he's not going to need them. <laughs> <laughs> This is, I, I, I'm going to keep saying this sentence, but this might be the most alarming sentence in the whole, in the whole article. Uh, another similarity is the artistry, as in the makeup, he said. As a funeral director, he uses his art skills applying makeup to deceased loved ones. And as a clown, he uses those same skills on himself as he paints on his clown face. He beats off a soft dick. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that right now. <laughs> There's, there is no way he gets boners still, but he still masturbates. It's like, I promise you. And he might paint his dick. We, I don't know. He might put he a sad a face on his clown dick. Clown face on his dick. Shouldn't, he, shouldn't the only similarity be that kids are crying <laughs> both times? All the time, yeah. The... Can you, like, I like the idea that people who go to his funeral home only go once because the experience they have is they show up for their grandpa's funeral and they walk in and it's an open casket and they lean over to say goodbye and he just has a clown face painted on him. <laughs> or what if one half is funeral director with a suit and the other half it's clown? So he goes, I'm sorry about your grandfather, but does this happen? <laughs> I just love it. I, his name is Cubby the Clown. <laughs> of course it is. It has, that has to be from like, and he says in the article that his family gave him that name when he was a kid. And I assume it's because he was killing all the neighborhood pets and shoving them in cubby holes and shit. <laughs> this is where I keep the trophies. But that's, that doesn't feel like an alarming enough name. It feels like it feels like for a clown who runs funeral homes, we need to step up the name a little bit. So I have some I have some pitches. I just off the top of my head, I'm going Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> How about uh, Fucky the Funeral Clown? <laughs> so when he squirts somebody with a flower, is it formaldehyde? <laughs> that would be so gross. Why does this stink? This is, I think, the winner is. Uh-oh, the last clown you'll ever see. <laughs> Imagine being this guy's kid. In the article, there's... Now, well, listen, here's the thing. I'm going to say something. Every time kids and parents come up, you got to come to I'm, the defense. Yes, I'm going to tell you. We don't know what kind of father he is. We don't know if he He could have been an people. amazing but, father. But everyone has to, ha has to agree. This is just pairing them up. Clown funeral director doesn't make sense. Now... Am I telling you this because I've been sued for slander before? <laughs> yes. This is all alleged. We don't know how joyful he makes people. We're not going to tell. I'm not going to tell you that he's a bad father. He's probably a fantastic father. But the fact that he, in the article it mentions his kids, did they? one of them went into the funeral home business, but none of them went into the funeral home slash clown business. Sure. And that makes sense to me. I like to think, it's like that old movie trope. I assume one day after like a long, hard day of clowning and embalming, <laughs> he shows up at home, he walks through the door, he's got an urn in one hand and a honky nose in the other, and he opens the kitchen door and he sees his kid in there fixing the kitchen pipes. Jason, what the hell are you doing? 
Jason leans out. He goes, I just, it was clogged, Dad. It's my dream. I've always wanted to be a plumber. And he just slams his shit down. He goes, horse shit. <laughs> Enough of these wild-eyed, blue-collar dreams. You've got a family to provide for. You will clown and you will embalm. <laughs> the kid just slowly walks to his room with the shoes his dad makes him wear. Like, <laughs> it would be an interesting house to be in. It'd be a nightmare. Again, we're not saying it's for sure a nightmare because of slander. I'm going to quick throw this in there. My daughter and I do this thing. Uh, where we also get judged as a family, but we it's called the loop game, okay. where I will start something where I'll go, and she'll come in, she'll go, and we're going all around, right? Well, we were doing this at a restaurant, and this woman goes, no, 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 she kept getting louder. And so <laughs> I just turn around and I go, are you, are you part of this? Or you don't want to do it? Or you're part of it? Are you adding to it? No. Sounds like you're adding to it. You start. Silence. My daughter's just like, oh, my God. Can we hire her to go to this guy's place and just, <laughs> just be the walk no in on him with a red wig on and just go, no. <laughs> he said... He also said that when he was uh, when he was young in his clowning career, he stopped at a at a at a circus and talked to the. This is a term he used, the boss clown, which makes me <laughs> think a, a, a lot of different things. He said that he got to ride the elephant, and for him, that was the creme brulee. It was on his it was on his clown bucket list. What the fuck do you think a clown bucket list is? Well, first of all, it's filled with just paper, not water. <laughs> You think it's water, and they throw the bucket list at you, and it's just paper. So it scares you. I mean, a, eat a baby's definitely on the clown bucket list, but that gives me a great idea. I, I think after, because you know I'm very scared of death, yeah. I think after I processed all of this. It seems like you're still in the middle of I'm it. I'm having a hard okay. time. Okay. I'm very much okay. having a hard time. I just want to point it out. You're not done yet. But I, I do love the idea of themed funeral homes. And you just gave me a, an unbelievable one. Like, how great would it be to get buried at the Harlem Globetrotters funeral home? Oh, my God. Where they walk in with your urn, and they go to hand the urn to your grandma, and when she reaches for it, he just flips it around his back to metal And then finally it passes all around. They walk up to your grandma like they're going to toss the, her, her husband's ashes in her face. Yeah, and it's confetti. <laughs> how about this one? And go with me. And this is just a side specialty because you know how much I care about this movie, but the Cool Runnings funeral home. You do care about this movie. Hear me out. Chad's dead, right? Okay. He loved Cool Runnings. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty simple thing. You have to pay appearance fees for the four actors. Sure. Uh, Leon, uh, who played Doris Bannock, Dougie Doug, who played Sanka, Malik Yoba, <laughs> and uh, the guy who played Junior Bevy. I can never remember his name. The point is you can even get a John Candy lookalike, right? And they show up in their full costume. Your, your coffin is painted like the sled. Of course. And everybody's outside. They all get alongside of it, and they go, feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, get on up. It's Chad is dead time. Cool runnings. They slide your coffin into the grave. It thuds. And then uh, Leon, Doris Bannock, uh, classic line goes, Chad, you dead man. But instead of... <laughs> <laughs> you are so... <laughs> tired of me right now. I'm not tired of you. It's just like, I'm the fucking psychopath. <laughs> you don't respond. 
like Sanka would in the movie when he says, yeah, man. And then all of them look at your family and go, he's dead, man. And they, <laughs> they all leave. <laughs> Bury you with a lucky egg. I, do you know how much I would pay for that for a Cool Runnings funeral? Fuck yeah, I'd start saving for it right now. <laughs> how much would you pay? Honestly, $20,000. 20? Yeah. I don't know how much funerals are. I think they're more than that. Funerals cost that much money? Yeah, that's why people give them uh, give money to the... Because caskets cost a lot. But we're going to paint this like a... Uh, well, and if you want if you want the guy... You, you have to have an artist come in and paint it, but if you want them all to sit around like they just painted it and drink Cokes like they do in the movie, that's, sure. a, that's an extra cost. Okay. I'd, I'm willing to provide the service for that much money. You are? Yep. So you give me the money, okay. and then when you die, that'll happen. But don't tell anybody we made this deal. <laughs> You're too honest. You would it would eat you up if I paid you twenty grand for a for a cool running funeral and you didn't come through. I think you'd be surprised. You know what business makes the most money that it has to? It has to be outdoor music festival shit pumpers. <laughs> because it's nonstop. You think death is inevitable and nonstop? Outdoor music festival shitting <laughs> is a for sure. It's nonstop. It's nonstop. And, and so now I saw some funny things. I went to wait, an wait, outdoor wait. music so festival. So you went, you went to another, to finally transition out of clowns, you went to another, you've been to like. I was trying to do that. Uh, I was trying to be sneaky. I, I'm not smart because enough to clown, follow that. Because this clown thing is very sneaky. was starting to bother me. Very sneaky. So I tried to get out of it without you noticing, but you know. He's got, like, you've gone to more outdoor music festivals since this show has started than most 20-year-olds go in their life. Yeah, well. It's, it's, but you I'm two 20-year-olds. <laughs> I'm two 22-year-olds. I would love it if this was your midlife crisis. I know you're a ways away from that age, <laughs> but it'd be fun. But what, what one were you at? First of all, let's get back to this 222. I'd like to tell you that when I was in high school, my friend Fritz and I, and we've talked about him on the Fritz show a. before, we uh, came up with this thing where how could you say the word two the most times in a row? And we thought it would have to be if somebody asked you what time it was and it was 138 and then a woman named Tutu didn't hear you and she would say what time is it, you would say it's 22 to 222, Tutu. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. That's exactly how I fucking felt about all that clown stuff. <laughs> Listen, it was just too creepy towards the end. And that cool running thing, I like. <laughs> what music festival were <laughs> I'm you just at? Just kidding. It's called Moon Dance Jam. And I knew that because you texted me about it, but we cannot. I realize I've already dominated this show, but and we're gonna talk <laughs> about Moon Dance Jam. But I remember hearing about Moon because it's up where we're at, right? Yeah, it's up up north so in Minnesota. I remember hearing about that a lot. Every time I hear Moondance Jam, all I, I never think of a music festival. It makes me think of, uh, you know when like women get older and they start getting more sensible haircuts, like shorter hair? Hockey moms. Yeah, hockey moms. Yep. I, they refer to it sensible. I'm not saying that's what you should get, sensible woman. That's like the term used. I'm mm -hmm. not... I'm not telling them how to cut their hair as they get. The point is, every once in a while you see like a 60-year-old woman or 65-year-old woman and she's got long gray hair to the middle of her back and it's in like a braid sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like Moondance Jam, <laughs> like that lady is on the side of the road in like a really big shirt with like some wolves on it and shit. Probably a moon that the wolves are looking at and she's got like a food shack. <laughs> 
mm-hmm. and just she's selling her special homemade moon dance jam. <laughs> Like, oh, I thought you were saying like on the way to the moon dance because you were really close. You could see that lady on the side of the road on the way to moon dance jam without a food stand. It would be her ankles up by her temples. Oh, bummer. Yeah, I'm telling you. Old people fuck at moon dance jam? I don't think so, but they, they show you stuff. Oh, bummer. It, no. it got aggressive. No, I was thinking more like she's at a food stand, like, try my moon dance jam or some of my river wind butter, like shit like that. That's what, like, her name's like, her birth name is Lisa, but, <laughs> like, she makes people call her Questra and shit no, like that. No, it's everybody there is over the age of 30 because anyone from 18 to 30 is still saving up to buy their RV. What sort of bands were there? It's so first night, it was uh, we saw Candlebox. You remember? You, you, you remember? Don't you laugh at me, hay bales? You remember Candlebox? I said, boy, didn't mean to mean to treat you bad. So Candlebox is up on stage. They're, now they're doing a song. He's introing the song, and he goes, uh, he goes, this song is about organized religion. And uh, this reminded me of you a lot because you use this word. So he goes, this, this song is about organized religion. He goes, are there any Christians in the crowd? And the place goes crazy, of course. And he goes, are there any Muslims in the crowd? And you just hear, boo. No. Yeah, and I'm in the beer no. tent. I'm in the drink, like the beer drink tent, and I just turn to the lay, I go, make it a double. <laughs> so then the guy from Candlebox, they're booing, and he goes, oh, bummer. He said what you said. <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard, because I was like, yeah, it is a bummer. And he goes, whoa, and he like calms everything down, and he goes, relax, it's the same God, and like starts giving him a speech. It's absolutely fantastic. There's so much great people watching. The funniest thing I heard all weekend, we are walking. So you have to walk from the camping area over to the stage area. Okay. And you have to go through a fenced, it's like a fenced hallway, basically. It's like this probably 50-yard little boardwalk, but it's pretty thin, so you're like shoulder to shoulder with people. And someone in front of us must have a hat that says, bad bitch, because a woman (laughs) walking towards us turns around, grabs her husband, and goes... I need a hat like that. Oh, no. And my buddy turns to me, who I've never heard him talk like this, and he goes, the tattoo on your pussy wasn't enough? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I laughed. I'm still laughing about it. I'm still laughing. It was so absolutely fantastic. Everything about it was fantastic. So the only the only other thing I picked up from that story was you really subtly mentioned that this is a return trip to the Moon Dance Jam. For yeah. You. So I went there one time, one night only. It's three nights. I went there one night only last year. Mm-hmm. This year I went there two nights. Turns out I cannot do two nights. <laughs> so the first night, <clears throat> I'm sitting over texting people trying to figure out where they're at, and this man and woman start to fight. And they're older, significantly older than Fists me. or words? Words. Bummer. Keep going. Until. I mean, I wasn't, I mean, like, if they were fighting each other, I don't want them to, like, beat her. I, I got get you. to be really clear. Slander. <laughs> Allegedly. So this guy hits his beer cup towards the lady, but gets me. Oh, love it. So I stand up, 
And I grab the beer cup and I set it in front of him and I go, you drop this. Then he starts talking. Classic roadhouse. Then he starts, <laughs> then he starts saying things to me that I can't understand. And I go, you need to fucking relax and find your campsite. Can I pause you? Yes. When you say that you can't understand, is it because it's like so angry so or drunk. so drunk? I gotcha. think it could be both. Yeah. He was just like, ah, goodbye. Like that kind of That's stuff. all I wanted was an impression. Keep going. Yes. <laughs> That's a clown noise I've been doing for 10 hours. Uh, so he stands up and he's wobbly. And so I see him look at his fist. <laughs> He has to look it in. He's watching himself make a fist so I know what's coming. He goes to throw the punch, and I just step a little forward. And I don't know if you've ever watched golf, but sometimes when the professional golfers, they hit it so hard and their swing is so fast that when they hit the ball and it's a bad shot, they'll like let it go with one hand and everything looks ridiculous. They almost drop it. Yeah. It's what happened with his punch. He stepped in to punch me and then saw that I moved forward and then just kind of barely slapped my face and ran it down my neck open handed. Like he was like trying to caress you like for a kiss. Like more of a pet. Yeah. It was so great. And he goes, hold on. And he goes to get his chair and kind of like throws it at my feet. I don't know what he was doing. So then he fell back onto the picnic table sitting. So I grabbed the chair and I started tapping him on the forehead with his own chair. Like one of those fold-up chairs, right? So it's all folded up. And I start tapping him and I go, you are too old to be acting like this. And because of that, I'm keeping your chair. And now I have a chair for Moondance Jam, like a trophy. <laughs> a Moondance trophy chair. Yeah. It was pretty great. That's amazing. It was real fun. Now, <clears throat> there are so many fantastic people that go to this thing. It, of course. It really, is, it really is a fun, incredible time. Rick Springfield did a set, Jesse's Girl. Did he just do Jesse's Girl over and over no, and over? No, he did so many songs that people knew that I'd never heard. Why? Because he's 70. You do... Hold on. You do Jesse's Girl, I, you do two more, and then you do Jesse's Girl again. Did you hear me? Okay, I'm holding on. He is going to be 70 in August, and he is ripped. A girl pulled her shirt up to show her boobs. Mm -hmm. He pulled his shirt up, and he has abs, like all of them. Wow. It was unreal. And then, he, and then I didn't really care for the music. I'm not a big Rick Springfield fan. But at one point, Chad calls his car Jesse's girl, just as a heads up. That's not true. I call it Travis. <laughs> so he threw a microphone into the stand to let people sing Don't Talk to Strangers. Never heard of it. Me either. But it's a song. But that, that's the chorus, and he wanted people to sing it, and he made fun of every single person, and it was fantastic. At one point, some lady goes, and he just goes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> when he said that, uh, that was it. I, what a gutsy move by a musician, because if you throw me a microphone, if I'm in a crowd, and there's, it's an outdoor music festival, and everybody's there, and I catch the mic. Yeah. At everybody, there's no way I'm singing along. I'm just gonna say the most horrible thing sure. that I can possibly think of. <clears throat> yeah, 
like, somebody get this squirrel's dick out of me. Like, I'm going to just <laughs> scream something that everyone's like, on. what? That's the most horrible thing you can think of? No, I can think of way worse things. I, okay. But this is a podcast, and if I say any of them, somebody will use it as, like, blackmail or evidence. How about, like, like I once read an article about a clown that was a funeral director. <laughs> People be like, what the fuck? That, those aren't the words. <laughs> Wait, what? An article? The, when you were saying the uh, Muslim Christian thing, it made me think of uh, how, like, how tense everybody is about religion right now. Yeah. So, you know, I've told you on the show before, I like for exercise, I walk stairs at that hotel and it's a big conference center. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times on Sundays, it's a popular destination for Ethiopian weddings. Okay. And they are... Unbelievable. Any canoes? <laughs> Zero canoes. Okay. They are un... I knew. I'm just saying I knew it. Un it just proves you right. Thank Once you. again, you were proven right. Third grade and Right now, now this past Sunday, over and over again. <laughs> I... They're incredible. Like, the outfits, the music. Like, it's... It, it makes you so jealous. Like, I loved my wedding, and I watched mm -hmm. this wedding, and I was like, I... What? <laughs> this is unbelievable. And so I'll often find myself, like, after my walk, I'll, like, kind of peer in and just look at them. And one of the people who was working the bar outside in the lobby came by and was like, hey, dude, what are you doing right now? And because I'm all sweat. I, I, it's Every time I go to that hotel, I find myself in a situation where people are like, what's this fucking creep doing? And I'm sure I look like with my long hair and beard, just like, Bleh. I'm mm -hmm. sure that guy thought I was going to be like, you let him get married here. But I wasn't. I, was just, I thought it was fucking absolutely incredible. Their, their weddings are unbelievable. But I noticed I felt that tension even from the bartender. What, what, what do they, you talk about clothing. Yeah. Just like what, what, what kind? It's it's just be it's very colorful. It's very extravagant. It's very you know the dresses and I I I was trying to tell you about this without somebody accusing me of either being too stupid to talk about it or a racist, and I don't know how to do that. But okay. I would just tell you that it's 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 an incredible event of art and music and and family. I'd believe that because uh, white people weddings, you wear a dark suit. Yeah. And uh, you, you fucking be quiet. I mean, that, that makes sense because wedding season, we know, is upon us. Wedding season is upon us. I went, uh, I've been to wedding, I've been to your wedding. Yeah, we, had, it, the, we it, had the side Jenna I'm, yeah, event. I'm skipping a wedding. That a boy. For some work I stuff. I hate weddings. And uh, I, I don't hate them, but I, I had a relative in like Michigan going. get married, and unfortunately that didn't work out, but uh, I'm big fans of that family. And, and I went to a, uh, a while ago, a wedding in Milwaukee. 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 Which is Chicago, North, North Dakota. Dakota. That's right. Chicago, North Dakota. Chicago, um, North Dakota. So this wedding was at a zoo. What? Yeah. It was fucking awesome. It was at the Milwaukee Zoo. And it's my friend uh, Sue. And, who's obviously a zookeeper. And Eric's. And I know you think. Eric's? Eric's? Like yeah. plural? He's Latvian. We used to call him Latvior. Because he's like a superhero. Because one time, me and my friend couldn't get the cue ball to come back to where it was supposed to be on the pool table. And we were both trying to lift the table. And he came over with just like three fingers and lifted it all the way up. And all the balls came out. And so we called him that. He's so gigantic of a man that he's plural. <laughs> Eric's. Eric's. Which one of these two is the zookeeper? Neither. This is where it gets interesting. They just wanted to have it at the zoo. And it was fantastic. It was a beautiful ceremony. My other friend Fritz, I know. How many friend Fritz? Three. I know you have three Fritzes? Yep. 
There's Comic Fritz. Comic Fritz, who was his, uh, that's a nickname his grandpa gave him. Yep. There's there's Fergus Fritz. Uh, there's two Fergus Fritzes. So there's Basketball Fritz. Basketball Fritz. And that's the one we've referred to on the show a couple yep. times. And then there's uh, my friend from high school, Anesthetist Fritz. Mm. And he was named Fritz because it's his mother's maiden name. So many Fritzes. I know but a lot this, of Fritzes. This is Comic Fritz. Comic Fritz from is Chicago. Yep, and he's he's doing what I did for you guys. Okay, he's performing. He, he the ceremony. married them. Yes. Okay, and so when they turn around, unbeknownst to them, they've given us these animal masks. And so as soon as they turn around, they go, "Hey, you may kiss the bride." And they walk back. We all have these fucking animal masks on, and it's fantastic. Now, were they high end animal masks? Or like paper masks. They were just they they in the middle. They were just covered your face. Okay. And then had like horns and shit. Okay. So one of the bathrooms I love it so far. Yeah, one of the bathrooms at this zoo is closed. And so people are like, why is it closed? Because now you have to go, you have to take the elevator. Because Chad pushed a janitor and another guy in there and they're stuck in there right now. <laughs> so you have to go down, you have to take the elevator downstairs Bummer. to go to this other bathroom, which is right next to uh, where they keep a lot of supplies, and it's also a, where the security guard is. So okay. that's where the security guard office is. So I start a rumor that the reason the other bathroom is closed on the other wing is because a gorilla has escaped. <laughs> <laughs> so we go for a walk around the grounds a little bit, and I am shaking trees and going <gasps> like that. Right? I'm trying to scare the shit out of people. I think it's fantastic. There is an animal costume down by the security guard that I have tried to get every time I've gone to the bathroom. At one point, I was <laughs> army crawling underneath the door, and she goes, I can hear you. That's what she said. So I've given up on this, and now we've found the open bar that has vodka and Kahlua and soda water. So we are making ourselves mind erasers. If you don't know what that is, you I put don't. some ice in it, put it in a lowball glass, you do the vodka first, and it all mellows out like oil and water. So you do vodka first, you do Kahlua second, and then the club soda's on top. You take a straw, not anymore, of course, sea turtles <laughs> can't open their eyes under fucking water. Yeah, I said it. You cut the straw in half, so now you got like a double barrel shotgun. You put them right next to each other. And you take this thing in three drinks. So the first drink is the shot of vodka. The second drink is the shot of Kahlua. And then the third drink, of course, is the shot of club soda to cleanse your palate. Okay. Three of those, they're called mind erasers for a reason, because you're just out cold after a couple. So we're out on the dance floor dancing. Can I pause you? Yeah. I Just for the sake of my brain, what kind of costume was the animal? This is where it gets into, because I don't remember. Because of the mind eraser, obviously. No, no, no. But I'm I like, should've, I should have known. I'm trying to picture. I just, I can't remember what it is for some reason. But I remember being on the dance floor, and we're, and all of a sudden, I see off the elevator, this fucking costume walks off the elevator, and I go to Fritz. I go, hold my drink, and I get an 80 yard head start running, and I smoke this person who's ever in the costume. No! I tackle him so hard. No! And I heard him go, like that, and I go, no. oh my God, if this is the fucking mother of the groom, I am going to be absolutely 
destroyed. I mean, I'm ruining this this fucking wedding. So I look up and she's the first person I saw. (laughs) So I was like, yes, I pointed her like, look what I did. I still don't know who's in there, but I'm so excited. It's not her. You didn't kill your buddy's mom. So then finally the guy wiggles. It says fucking dude who was trying to get it to and ended up getting it. I was so mad. I know it's a weird way to end a story, but you should, the disappointment, I felt disappointment in my life, I don't know, a handful of times, this was one of the biggest. Didn't, is this the same thing, is this the same wedding where you almost pushed your buddy into the penguin pool? <laughs> yeah, Fritz. <laughs> yeah, Fritz. Oh, I was so close. I was like, if I was five steps closer to him, I'd do it, but I'm too tired to do it. Then the next night, I watched a documentary about penguins, and they would have killed him. Is it they, like pigs where they eat yeah, you they apart? pecked him to death. <laughs> I'd like to do something interesting for the end of this show. Okay. Um, I would like to, for the first time in show history, give Hay Bales a microphone. Oh. And I would like to do it. He does, this is, he's not telling a story. He's not doing something big. But I would like to ask him a question and have him give us an answer. And then we'll say goodbye. And if, if you want to weigh in on the question. Sure. You can, but hey, Bills, do you have a microphone? Yeah, I got a mic. Okay, so Chad and I, I think, have been very judgy of each other in this episode, if nothing other than our eye contact towards one another. (laughs) Oh, you noticed that? I did notice that. And so I would like each of us to quickly present our case, and I would like Justin to decide who he thinks based on this episode is the bigger psychopath. Because that's the vibe I think we've been throwing at each other. And I'm going to lay mine out right here. I understand that you think that I really overly focused on this clown thing. But I think having a fear of death is a normal thing for a lot of people. And so it makes sense to get weirdly focused on this. Uh, And I would argue that tackling a human being that you've never met at full speed from 80 yards away. I'd met him. Is full, but you didn't know that at the time. That's a fact. When you were running. That's a fact. When you were running, it very much could have been someone you loved. And I would like to also enter into the evidence, uh, Hay Bales, that when I first sent Chad the article about the clown, he sent me back the text, I'm going to try to fuck him for a future episode. (laughs) I know that doesn't have anything to do with today's episode, but I just wanted to level the uh, level the uh, clown well, playing field. Well, c- clearly I was kidding. Um, Cy wants to recreate <laughs> cool runnings <laughs> for his funeral. Now, the main point that you make that I'm a psychopath mm-hmm. is that we don't know uh, you think I killed my dad. But that has nothing to do and, with today's episode. This is... And... Objection. He's, he's right behind you. <laughs> Hey, Bales, based on today's episode. Um, so based on my relationship with both of you, I would say Psy. No, it's today's episode, Hey, Bales. Based on today's episode, I will also say Psy. Thank you. Of course you will. Who who finds an article from dingdongfloopdeloop.com if they're not searching for stuff? It got texted yeah, to me. You're uh, in a family of psychopaths. Yeah, this is horseshit. This is horseshit, and I, I, we need to get. Oh, hey, hey, I'm Cy, and I have a great idea, but it yep, doesn't go my way, so now it's a shit show. I feel like I've been defeated, and then there was some sound reasoning to silence my outrage at the end. So I'm gonna walk away. 
And if I had any ability to work outside this show, I would put together a Twitter poll to see which of us was a bigger psycho based on this episode. But I'm not going to do that. Yeah, Twitter sucks. Twitter sucks. It's the worst. We both agree Twitter sucks. Oh, man. Oh, man, I love you. I got to go. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.